All right, everybody, you have just tuned into the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we are back at uh, late May evening where uh, hopefully everyone is safe and sound during our current pandemic as many states start to open up and uh, there are actually some scuttlebutt out there that uh, certain officials will be starting to return to uh, the Steelers' south side facility very, very soon, if they haven't already. And hopefully we can get this thing underway and uh, and going and, and have some sense of normalcy. Um, joining me tonight are the usual suspects, Ben and Ian. And uh, I, I assume you gentlemen are both doing well and enjoying your quarantining wherever you may be. Ian? Yeah, doing good. Sitting here drinking a beer, you know, drinking a Duquesne Pilsner. Uh, oh, okay. Know, good old steel workers beer. Um, very, very disappointed to hear that it's not an, not an icy light mango, but, uh, you know, we, we can't all be perfect. Well, um, uh, Ian, uh, Ian, isn't that pronounced Duquesne? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you sure? Not. I think yeah. it is. Are you sure? Uh, I'm, I'm 100% sure. You might want to ask around. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's Duquesne. I, I just, yeah, just that's the way how it's the spelled, French right? It? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it would be Duquesne, actually, would be the, uh, the local Duquesne. one. But, yeah, but, but actually, fun story. Duquesne, uh, purchased the old Rolling Rock Brewery, uh, facility out in Latrobe. So Duquesne nice. beer is now brewed in Latrobe, PA. The things I learn on this show, I'm telling you, geez, oh, man. Uh, and standing by is someone who probably thinks we're completely insane, and that's totally okay. Um, <laughs> we are very excited to have with us for the first time tonight somebody that's uh, jumped in with uh, Steel City Blitz. She helps us online, social media, and uh, quite frankly, I am now going to start referring to her as like the Mary Poppins of Steeler Nation. Because she she is so darn nice and and friendly to everyone on Twitter, uh, everyone say hello. Rampage now. Say, say hello to Ellie, uh, and I'll get you her her um, Twitter handle and all that other stuff. But uh, Ellie, how are you tonight? And thanks for joining us. I'm doing very well, thank you. I don't have you... a exciting beer choice with me though, so I feel a little bit left out on that one. Do you have any kind of a beverage with you right now? No, I do not. Oh, okay. That, I could raise well, these people's fridge. I could you're find doing one. it sober. Then, wow. Well, I mean, we don't so, want you to do anything that would be illegal, um, but but taking a beverage, I would think, is not illegal. I mean, we all need beverages. Um, they, said, they said the fridge was free to be raided, so. Uh, oh, well, there's not even a question then. Um, exactly. At some point during the show, you're going to have to go into the refrigerator. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, now I'm just going to get right to the obvious here um, because our listeners are probably going, why does she sound so funny? Uh, <laughs> please, Ellie, give us a little background on uh, on where you are uh, from. I'm originally from the UK. I'm originally from a little town called Royal Leamington Spa, and I moved to florida um about five years ago now mm -hmm. so i haven't lost the accent yet so yeah, <laughs> I, live, I live in florida now uh, and and where can, can you give us an idea in the uk of of where that is located is it near a big city or um it's actually in 
um, a location called the Midlands, which is very conveniently in the middle of England. Um, my hometown too. actually has a tree that is that represents the very middle of the country. So, right Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And and so um, did did you come to the U.S. then for work? Um, what What was your specific reason for coming here? We always wanted to come here. We found work in order to move here. So always wanted to one day make the U.S. our home. I, I moved out here with my mum and stepdad. Um, okay. So they live not too far from me now. Um, we always wanted to make this our home. So we, we found we found something to invest in, like a business to invest in, in order to move here. I gotcha. Okay. So so yeah. they're 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 part of kind of what you do there anyway, uh, business wise. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. we work together, the three of us. And and so let, let's get to why people are here listening to this. Um, anyone that follows Ellie on Twitter knows that she is a huge Steelers fan, obviously. Um, and, a, and a big Troy uh, Palomalu fan, and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But w- when did you when did you first kind of discover the Steelers? I mean, how, how when did your love affair with them start? Um, I I my first I I don't exactly remember the the specific time that I found mm-hmm. them. I just know that it was it would have been something to do with them playing the Cowboys because. I've always been aware of the NFL because my my dad, my biological dad back in England, uh-huh. is a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh boy! So yes, so he um, raised me watching Cowboys games. But when I was younger, you know, they're on at sort of one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. So it's very difficult to, <laughs> as a young kid to actually be able to watch any games. So I was not only was I plagued with only watching the Cowboys have plagued with watching right. them very, very late at night. So I didn't really get to watch a lot of games until I grew up to probably like early teen years. And that's when I discovered the Steelers. That's when they must have, I think they played the Cowboys one time or they were just on TV at one time. Uh-huh. And I was just mesmerized. I loved the team from the, the first game I ever watched them play. I just fell in love. I I think you probably just described the way a lot of people fell in love with the Steelers. Yeah. Just something about the colors, you know, the, the yeah, colors. I think so. the, yeah, the logo on one side. I, I mean, it's just all that. I mean, I you know, yeah. I, I I got to interject here. I, yes, I think it's really it's it's more about hating Cowboys fans, and well, you know, obviously you don't hate your father. <laughs> but my father was a Cowboys fan, and that's kind of the same reason I became a Steelers fan. I was a little kid. And I pointed at the guys on TV, and I was like, "Hey, the guys in the black hats are going to win," and they did. And I've been a Steelers fan ever since. <laughs> and these things happen, yeah. you know. You. Well, and and now, Ian, you probably have a little different perspective because you were born into this, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, rumor has it that my dad wrapped me in a terrible towel when I was born. I don't have confirmation of that, but that's kind of been the story. Um, but yeah, I've I've been a Steelers fan my whole life, and one of one of my first sort of most vivid memories I remember watching them play. I, I I'm pretty sure it was the Oilers, and it was like a late December game, um, probably late '80s, early '90s, and they needed to win to get in the playoffs, and they won. Um, 
and that was kind of my first real vivid memory of like watching okay. a Steeler game. Um, but it was it was a game like they weren't supposed to win. The Oilers were really good that year, and then they went down to Houston and beat them. And I remember watching it like on our TV in our basement. So um, yeah, I've been born into this. Uh, probably mm-hmm. a lot of longtime listeners know my family's had season tickets since well before I was born. So um, yeah, it's it's in my blood. I did wrap my kids in terrible towels when they were born, though. So and we do have that. We good do have information, man. Yeah. Good Manny, and did you take pictures of all of them so they knew, like initially, right out of the gate? This is this choice was made for you. <laughs> um, I, I definitely have pictures of the oldest one. I'm not sure about the other ones. Um. So, so Ellie, can can you tell me mm-hmm. what um? So when when you would watch the Steelers, and obviously yeah. in the UK you're talking about it being obviously very very late at night. Um, yeah. What was what was your routine to be able to watch them? Did you have to go to a pub, something like that? So we around the time that they that I finally decided they were my team, uh-huh. we had what's called Sky Sports, so they would start to show more games. And around that time, I feel like every year. They picked specific teams that were going to be played more frequently on British TV. And it was uh-huh. based on, I think, popularity. And the Steelers, unfortunately, were not always a very popular team in the UK. We have a lot okay. of um, New England fans, Dolphins fans, a lot of what? Raiders fans as well. Yeah, huge Raiders fans over in, in the UK. Um, so it was, you. I not only did I pick the exact opposite team that my dad would want me to pick but then I went and picked a team that never really played on TV so what I used to do was I used to get Steelers radio on and I would sync it up to do you I don't know if you've ever used it but I can't remember if it's the Steelers website or the NFL website used to provide a little graphic that would use the player's head and it would show you the direction in which the player was moving. And it would give you a play-by-play of each movement that was happening on the field. Yeah. I used to sit and watch that and have Steelers radio on in my headphones on my laptop for two and a half, three hours. <laughs> that would be how I would watch the game. And then when I started to get my stepdad involved, he would uh-huh. get up his laptop. And we would put up NFL rules for dummies on Wikipedia. <laughs> and between breaks, we would go through and learn as much as possible about the different rules so that we were in, as informed as possible. So right. we could actually enjoy the game. That's so, how I taught myself how to watch football, I guess you could say. Well, I I think it's great. I mean, I you know, in this country, and I know Ben doesn't want to talk about it, but, you know, Premier League soccer is becoming very, very big here. And I, I think people yeah. probably go through the same thing here where they try to learn the rules and the mm-hmm. – uh, the the norms and things like that too so it's just kind of the opposite for you doing it here yeah i go to soccer games i go to soccer games buddy i'm not not a a yeah yeah okay the portland timbers but i'm mls i'm just you know i'm not liver i'm not a liverpool fan like you two are Uh, no Uh, no no you're a liverpool fan they both are are. they're lying they're lying (laughs) they are so who, by the way, who would your your Premier League team be? Being from the Midlands, is that like Middleborough or something like that? No, I actually am a London team, Tottenham Hotspurs. 
Oh, wow. Really? Oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Mark's son likes Chelsea uh, and they're big rivals. This is awesome. Uh, my my son is a diehard Chelsea fan. His whole bedroom is is royal blue Chelsea. And, and uh, oh, man. Oh, we're gonna, so well, sorry. Well, I, I know. We'll have to talk about that another time. Um, so, let, let, for the, for the record. I'm the worst kind of soccer fan. I'm the worst kind of soccer yeah. fan because I have no team, so I just make fun of everybody else's team. So I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to get him I'm trying to get him to like Newcastle because isn't aren't there fans called like the Toon Squad or something? And I think he'd be perfect mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, yeah. It just they seems just to got, they just got purchased by someone that has like more money than anyone else in the Premier League, so they might be relevant again. But you never know. Uh, Ellie. Why the love affair with Troy Palomalu? Uh, I mean, oh, we, we, all have, we all have our favorite players. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And he, he's certainly one of ours. Yeah. But, but your level of, um, I mean, I, I told you that the show could last 43 minutes and you immediately were like, yeah, yes, 43, 43. You know, I mean, <laughs> that is a, that is a true level crazy of fandom. So what, go back to the, the beginning of the love affair with Troy. You know, I think he was just that player that every time the Steelers played, he had something to do with the game. He was always prevalent in every single game that I was watching. And I think you you sort of fell in love naturally because of that. And then I started to learn about him as a person. And I was just, I don't know, I think I just found... I really tell people like he's he's genuinely like a hero of mine. He's not just my favorite football player. I think he's such mm-hmm. a genuinely wonderful person, and it's just impossible not to like him. So the 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 love affair with my like extreme fanness and fandom of his is born from that. Him just also being a really awesome person, and I think as well, you know, when I was starting to watch the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You, the first thing you learn is your division rivals. When you pick a team, the first thing you should learn about is your division rivals. Yep. And no one fools division rivals like Troy Polamalu. He owns them. I mean, I don't know how the Browns ever faced him and didn't feel physically ill. I don't know how Joe Flacco <laughs> could speak to the man after some of the things he's done to him. And that was the thing that just like I loved that. I was like, these are the people I'm supposed to hate, and he makes it impossible for them to do their job he is the best so i think that's where it comes from as well that that's awesome um i (laughs) guys jump in i had a question and i totally forgot what i was gonna say better ian i know i I do that once in a while well i'm glad to know that that you uh embraced hatred for the baltimore ravens because Mm -hmm. i mean basically that's pretty much the duty of of all Steelers fans but since we're talking about this, I I understand the annoyance with Browns fans, but do you even take the Browns as a team seriously, as a rival seriously? You know, it's it's a that is a to me that is a modern day rival if you want to call it that, and it's based solely, in my opinion, on fan versus fan reaction. The Ravens is game versus game rivalry it's a Mm. historic you know i actually have a respect for the ravens because i hate them so much as a team right if that makes any sense no it makes perfect sense sense. i agree 100 percent. yeah 
Well said. Yeah, so like I, I have no respect for the Browns. Him. Right. The Browns, I mean, the reason we uh, we have issue with the Browns is because of fellow Browns, other Browns fans. They are the worst <laughs> on the internet ever. They're the worst in real life, too. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine, actually. I could imagine that. But um, Ravens, you know, you, you, you hate them because they've also, they have beaten us and they have given us a run for our money a few times. So you have to kind of respect their game a little bit. Yeah, I, I, me no, personally, I I, I, yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Oh, okay, I was going to say, I, I agree. You know, the and the Ellie's absolutely right about the Ravens being the real rivalry because the Ravens are the old Browns, too. Let's not forget that. That, yeah. you know, all right. the hatred from the old Browns kind of got passed on to Baltimore. Yep. And, and her point about being essentially equals is right that a real rivalry is one where you know both teams actually win both teams knock each other out of the playoffs that you you build up that hatred for other people because they ended your good seasons we ended ravens good seasons multiple times in the playoffs once in the afc championship game um with troy obviously having the interception (laughs) um and um the other one in 2010 where we we were down i think it was like 21 to 3 at halftime or something like that. we were down by a lot at halftime mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. and stormed back and beat them in the second half um might have been 21 10 either that way that was when ben broke his nose that wasn't that game that was that year though the the right. game i was thinking of was the divisional playoff game before we played the jets that we were down big right before halftime the the ravens got mm-hmm. up on us and we came back at any rate um yeah. no the the we said this on the podcast last week too but browns fans in particular care more about the steelers losing than they do about their own team winning and i think that's really all you need to know about the mental <laughs> state of <laughs> it, it, it's true totally yeah. uh, it, ellie when when you um and i and i know you watched this but um did did you get goosebumps did you shed a tear what was it like when you saw troy palomalu standing there with his sons being told he was going into the hall of fame so i did actually post my reaction but i deleted it because somebody private messaged me and said get a grip (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're kidding no, I'm being serious. Somebody was like, you need to calm down. That's ridiculous. Because I was very emotional. And the reason I was emotional was because um, I believe Alan was also in line. And it was like his fifth time going to try, yeah. try and become a Hall of Famer. And I was so worried that this was going to happen to Troy. And I just, I was I was getting nervous. And people were getting in my head saying, oh, it's not looking good. You know, oh, you haven't geez. heard anything. And I was like, stop it, stop it. Like, I can't handle that. So when 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 we found out, which so deserving in the first place, mm-hmm. I truly would be still talking to this day about how that was an absolute snub if he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when it came out, I was really yes, I was very very emotional. I think people think that I'm kind of crazy, and maybe I am. But when someone he he truly is like my my sports hero and and to be, this is the greatest honor that your sporting hero could ever be given mm-hmm. so i i felt in that moment that i was a little justified to shed maybe a few tears I, I, and i don't think there's a damn thing wrong with that i i think we all yeah. have our we all have our favorites and and yeah. you know i mean obviously we we root for anybody in the black and gold but you know mm-hmm. it's only it's only natural to have those favorites and and when they do reach the ultimate like that um you think about all the time the money everything you've invested 
um, mm-hmm. to watch them, to be a part of them. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's great. And, uh, wh- whoever said you needed to get a grip, they, they need to get a grip. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, I think I'm one concerned. of the other reasons that I, that I talk about him a lot on, on social media and I, mm-hmm. I post a lot about his plays and his stats, you know, we're coming up on a new era of, of NFL fans, a new era of Steelers fans who have never seen Troy play, some of them. And I guess now I'm getting to that point where I'm thinking, gosh, some people may forget about him. Not that people would, but do you know what I mean? As in, mm-hmm. they've never seen him play. They've never witnessed him jumping over that line of scrimmage and, and, and knocking someone down and timing it. They've never seen that from him because this is after he was, he was before their time. And I, I almost feel a little bit like sometimes I think I feel a little bit of a compulsion to remind people that he was so awesome and he is one of the greats. And I want people that join Steeler Nation to, to uh, have a healthy appreciation for him. I think that's another reason why I, I do talk about him a lot. <laughs> well, no, I think it's really well said. And, you know, Ben and I are, are older, um, whereas um, – mm-hmm. Ian, not quite as, but uh, Ben, who who do you remember? You know, kind of walk retiring, walking away from the Steelers that that kind of you know hit you when when you were younger. Chelsea Greenwood, yeah, um, yeah. I mean that 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 was the first one where it was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. the the people that I watched as a little kid when I was falling in love with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. retiring i mean me and joe had retired at that point uh, yeah. uh lynn swan had long since retired uh it was getting to the end for stallworth all the 70s Steelers were about done yeah and elsa greenwood walking away and not you know he kind of had a limp as he was walking he, off the field i'm not exaggerating yeah. he kind of did and it was kind of like wow you know, your heroes are getting older and you suddenly realize that, you know, they're mortal. Yeah. yeah. That that they're that they're human beings, that they're not supermen like you thought, you know, because when you're a little kid and you see these things going on, I mean, I thought Jack Lambert was a god. I wanted to be that guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, all that happens, it just it it affects you differently at that uh, age. Ian, who, who you know, Ian, you're a little younger, but but I mean, have you had that moment for you where where somebody's left the Steelers? For Ian, it was Tim Worley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I my young childhood was scarred with memories of Bobby Brister and Neil O'Donnell, and I mean, every year this is a true story, actually. Every year when I was a kid and went to see Santa Claus, I would ask him to bring the Steelers a quarterback, and he did not deliver for me until I was in college, and they drafted Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Um, so that is a great story. Uh, Oh, it's true Actually, though. I'll bet. I mean, oh, I have no was doubt. It? it was twenty-four years, man. It was awful. It was I mean, terrible. And, and to it, you, Steelers fans that are listening right now, and I've never seen a quarterback besides Ben, and, and uh, are just used to this level of greatness. Yeah, when Ben retires and we enter the quarterback wasteland again, and you experience what we did, oh, it's going to be rough. I, I hope <laughs> we don't experience it, but eventually, know. it's going to happen. It is. It's a yeah. So, so to answer your question, Mark, the, the one yeah. that really got me was Heinz Ward. Um, yeah. And I was, I was older, 
you know, when, when he retired, um, I was after I was in college and stuff, but, um, you know, that was kind of the end of the era. I kind of felt like when, when Heinz retired, cause Troy, Troy and Heinz went out around the same time. I think Heinz might've played one year longer than Troy, but mm-hmm. I mean, Heinz got drafted in 98. So he was kind of the first building block of a lot of those Super Bowl teams. And even the, the, you know, teams that made the AFC championship game in 2001, um, yeah. that that was, that was kind of the one that got me that, you know, he was a, a stealer for life and he had mm-hmm. set the record or not set the record, but he, you know, blown away all the receiving records, got his thousandth catch, all that. And, um, you know, it, and the way he went out too is that was the playoff game they lost in Denver that we won't talk about. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but that was that was kind of the one that got me. Was you know, it was kind of like, does Heinz have anything left? I don't know. And you know, he kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was what got me. Um, Ellie, have have you uh, been to a Steelers game? I have not been to a Steelers game. Oh my god! Uh, no. Is it? Is it? In the future, are you now? They do play in Jacksonville, which is a drive. I'm going to the Jacksonville game. Okay. Have you, have you ever been to Jacksonville yet, Ellie? I have. So I have, have actually it, been to. I've been to a preseason game at Jacksonville. Oh, okay. And, and what did you think of Jacksonville, the city? <laughs> I, I I don't remember much about it, and because I live in this state, I don't. I'm hesitating to say anything negative. <laughs> that won't stop that. <laughs> It, no, it won't. Ben lived there for two years, and Jacksonville is a shithole. So <laughs> we'll just say it. I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of Steelers fans in Jacksonville, and I apologize. I'm not a fan. Um, I was thinking, you know, Miami Vice and palm trees and girls in bikinis. and That's and, Miami. Nah, it's South Georgia. That is that is Jacksonville. And, oh, well, yes, that's true. And it's, yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. So... Fuck that! Never going back. Uh, anyway, uh, so do you? Um, I, I'm going to assume you have a, a desire at some point to get up to Heinz Field for a game. This season would be, I've I've set aside some um, savings in order. I've got my Heinz Field fund, so <laughs> I would like to use that this season. But with everything that's going on, it's a bit risky. So I'm holding off yes. a little bit right now. But if we get some sort of green light, any kind of green light that gives any indication that we will be allowed in those stands, I will be at one of those games. I will be there. Right on. Well, I, I, I mean, I can't. I mean, I remember being at my first Steelers game. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what it would be like for you. Um, you know, but um, oh, geez, what was I gonna? Uh, oh, I, I, I know. Here's here's where I'm going. Um, have you paid any attention? And I know Ben wants to talk about this. Um, to yeah, Ben Roth, Ben Roethlisberger's haircut situation. Oh, have, dude, you, have you seen any up. of that? Oh my god, <laughs> Ellie, have, have, you, have you followed it's such that? a nothing burger? <laughs> I mean, who hasn't at this point? I know. I know. I, I was baiting Ben a little bit there. Um, I, now, obviously, we talked about Troy, but uh, are you excited yeah. that Ben has started throwing to his guys and has cut his beard and all that? I mean, are you pretty excited for that? I'm. I'm so excited, and and I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do this season. I, I've kind of said it before to other people. You know, I do feel a little bit that this season comes with a sort of an asterisk of if the elbow holds, if the elbow holds, if he can make it all the way 
to Tampa if he can mm-hmm. do this, if he can do that. And this is the first for us, or certainly in a long time, where we've kind of, you're kind of taking a deep breath. You're watching that video of him throwing and watching that elbow like a hawk. And this is the first, for me anyway, that I can remember where I've been yeah. really nervous about a serious injury take, playing such a huge role in a season before the season has even begun because we know it played a big role last season but we that was after that was the aftermath of the injury this we don't know anything we're going in completely blind we won't know until that first game where he throws that first pass what we're working with so do, do you think just just in your opinion do you think he should play much in the preseason or or do you think they should just play it safe and wait till the regular season I think he should play. I think he should play some of the, the preseason, if anything, to loosen up mm-hmm. anything that could be, you know, a little rusty, dust off the cobwebs. I think he should play. But I also think that Mason Rudolph should play in the preseason and get back out there and get yeah. to work just just like any second string quarterback should. So um, I would probably say probably more Mason, but definitely Ben should be included. I, I, I like that analysis. I, I'm feeling uh, the same. I think he should play a little bit more in the preseason this year. I know it's risky, um, but yeah. I doubt he will. I think Tomlin will probably do as he's always done with Ben and will run that risk of that uh, somewhat slow start mm-hmm. that he has. But um, I, think I, I, that, did, uh, I think I think the opposite. I think that Tomlin will let him kind of pace it mm-hmm. based upon what he thinks. And I, I think that Ben will probably demand to play more than than maybe he should. That Tom will have to pull the reins back a little bit because um, Ben always wants I to could play. See that. Yeah, I um, could see that too, actually. And he's always been a, a good healer. I'm not particularly concerned about that part of it. Um, you know, I I expect a pretty good year out of Ben this season. I really do. Um, and here's the thing, and I I actually I'm putting this out for the listeners. If Ben is even a top 15 quarterback this season, he will be by magnitudes of two or three better than the quarterback play we saw last year from the Steelers. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. No, the, quarterbacks, the quarterbacks were terrible. Terrible. There were receivers running open in the field regularly on every play and missed because our quarterbacks either can't read defenses and are missing open receivers or we're running for their lives because they figured out how to scheme against the Steelers offense. Mm-hmm. And we're just sending either blitzes or run blitzes on almost every down against duck. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he's at that level and also was a rookie. Um, so it's just, when you, you take into consideration that the difference in, in the quality of play between if Ben is, like I said, even just a competent, a middling yeah. quarterback, a middling starter this year, which I expect him to be better, but even if he's just middling, with that offensive group and that mm-hmm. defense on the other side, there, if he can stay healthy for mm-hmm. 14 games, they're a 10-game winner. Easily. I, I agree. I, I, I have no argument with that. None. Um, 
I, I did want to. Uh, I didn't. I didn't give a chance uh, to Ian, who, who's right there in the Steel City, uh, to, to comment about Beardgate, and I, I meant to do that. Uh, Ian, can you can you give us your thoughts about uh, Beard Beardgate and in, in PA there? You want me to do it in a Pittsburgh accent? Uh, oh, of course. Why wouldn't? All we? right. All right. Well, so just to. to put this in perspective you know ben got his haircut and in pennsylvania we currently have this stay-at-home order that barbershops are supposed to be closed so the governor or yeah the the governor got asked about it and uh you know the governor said that he he shouldn't have done it so the the pittsburgh take is it tom wolf is a typical eastern pa politician who never lettered in shit (laughs) and he's an eagles fan right I'm sure he is. He came from York County. Yeah. He yeah there, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Which makes so, him an asshole, basically. Yeah, exactly. saying, Ian, right? Yeah. I mean, Eagles fans are the same people that are Flyers fans. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. They threw batteries at people. Yeah. Eagles fans are assholes. That's, uh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I wanted you to say. Thank yeah. you. By the way, uh, yeah, Ellie, don't go to a Steelers game in Philadelphia if you <laughs> catch our drift. Yeah. Okay, Just don't I'm, go to Philadelphia yeah. in general. I'm going yeah. to the Eagles game this year in Pittsburgh. Well, different after the story. Way they, uh, after the way they responded to their um, to winning the Super Bowl, and they basically trashed their own city, I was like, okay, not ideal. So I <laughs> not ideal. Person. Yeah, that's that's a really that's a really polite way of putting it, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we're we're winding down here on the uh, Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. Uh, reminder: We're presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of Broward County in the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, or condos, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Um, Ellie, I, I did want to ask you about social media because we all know all of us and everybody listening, um, it can be, Twitter can be just absolutely cutthroat, awful, yeah. horrible at times. You seem to rise above that. Um, you, you, I, I'm not saying that you don't get frustrated like all of us do, but, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I just see a lot of positivity. I, how do you maintain that with, with as often as you're on and, and all the crap that's out there? Um, you know, you, I think what it is, is you, um, you have to make a concerted choice not to feed into people who want Mm -hmm. to ruin your day. And at the start, when I started to get more, more followers, Mm -hmm. um, I started to get really nervous because I thought, okay, with, with all the positive people, there are going to be people that will intentionally just want to say something hurtful. And there are, there are people who do it every week i get some dms that make me cringe you know and and i i could i could i think you have to make the choice to let it bother you and i try i'm not going to say that sometimes it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. because sometimes it does and no one's perfect and there are days where i just think well that that totally ruined my mood for the day but i won't let them know and that's that little piece of like power i suppose that you can take back from people that are just being intentionally hurtful, you know, that's that little bit of power that you can take back. But there are definitely days where I will stand up for myself and I will Mm -hmm. speak up, but I try not to make it a habit of doing it too much because they enjoy it. And I don't want to give them the satisfaction. And, you know, if someone is going to say something horrible about me and me personally not just my opinions but anything about me 
I think it says more about them than it says anything about me anyway. Yep. So I just try to rise Absolutely. above it. And for every negative comment I get, I get like, honestly, 50 really nice comments. So they so outweigh the bad people that I almost don't even see them. And yeah, and I, I, they don't bother me at all. I've had people that have said things to me like, you are the worst Twitter, you're the worst Steelers fan page or Steelers fan <laughs> I've ever come across. And I said, thank you so much for your feedback. And I will definitely take that into consideration. And he blocked me. Well, <laughs> What are you going to do? You know, Tell them to go fuck the... themselves. <laughs> I've yeah, I'm, it, um, like... I, I often get nervous on Twitter about people saying mean things to me, too. And, I mean, Ian and, and Mark have often referred to me as Mr. Congeniality on Twitter, Very too. much so. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. By the way, again, just a reminder, any hate mail you guys want to send, send to Steel Dad's DMs. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, my DMs are always open for it, Ben's It will not email. be the first time or the last. Dude, will not. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. It, it, Ellie, I'm a, I'll tell you this. I, I have not told you this before and, and you, you saw a little bit of this, um, on your timeline, but when, when you kind of agreed to, to join us at still city blitz and stuff, I, I had about four or five DMS from people just saying, she is the sweetest person. She's, I'm so glad you guys have her. So, you know, I, I just wanted to share that with you. I, I hadn't told you that before. I was kind of saving it for now. Thank but you. I, yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think it says, um, speaks volumes of you and, and certainly of the fact that we have four or five nice people out there who like us. Um, so. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's more than the positive DMs I get, honestly. That, that's... I can't even imagine some of the DMs that, that, that you guys get out there. Uh, oh, my Wait, God. Your I'll DMs you aren't 100... open, Ellie. Are your, DM... your DMs aren't open, right? They are open, but they're open because, like I said, for every bad one I get, I get so many nice ones that I'm not going to allow uh... the bad ones to spoil it. Okay, that that's said, cool. I will 100% say I would rather you came to my DMs and told me that I was the worst human being you've ever met and you hate my guts than you came into my DMs and sent me an image I didn't ask for and I wonder right. just what kind. Yeah, no, or I totally understand me, that. Yeah. Or if you sent me some creepy message and you've got a wife or a significant other, which makes me actually physically want to throw up. Please don't do that. I'd rather mm-hmm. you told me you hate me. Mm-hmm. I actually encourage the hate mail over the creep mail, please. Wow. Well said. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ian, did you have any uh, final questions or thoughts for uh, Ellie before we, we get going here tonight? Um, not a question, but just a quick thought. Um, when Ellie was mm-hmm. talking about sort of the unknowns with Ben Roethlisberger, it mm-hmm. kind of made me think back to um, 2006 after – or sorry, 2009 – um, after he had the motorcycle injury. Uh, oh, wait, no, yeah. that was two. That was after 05. That was after 05. Yeah, that was yeah. summer of 06. Um, that we really didn't know how he was going to be coming back, you know, that fall of 2006. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we just won the Super Bowl. We were riding high, and then he had that motorcycle injury. Um, so it is in a way similar to that, um, but in a way totally mm-hmm. different because this is obviously a, a football injury and that was just a, a total body injury. I mean, he broke bones right. all over his body in that. So, um, and, the older, and he was, like, he's older too. Now. Absolutely. Yes. yes that's the, the yeah. perfect comment that, you know, young bodies heal a lot faster than old ones do. So um, it's, yeah, we, we, we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, and, you know, we, <laughs> like Ben was talking about earlier, we kind of got a sense for, 
what the future could be like, you know, what life without Ben Roethlisberger is and it makes you appreciate oh. him even more. So it, let's all, you know, if, if this year's his last year, if next year's his last year, enjoy these last few years with him because you never know what, what we're going to get. But Ben's absolutely right about the guys we had last year missing open guys. I mean, um, there's been people posting highlights on, on Twitter of last season and every highlight I'm like, Oh, that guy was open for a bigger gain up oh, that guy. Ben would have hit that guy. Ben would have done that. And beyond that, just being able to make checks and audibles at the line. I mean, we, we pretty much mm-hmm. know that duck was just running whatever play the offensive coordinator called. Yep. Times it was running right into the teeth of, de- of the defense because he couldn't audible. So um, just being able to mm-hmm. make those switches will go a long way. Seeing those, but- I've seen some of those highlights as well. And people will probably hate me for saying it, but, if you do watch highlights and see open players during those games, overwhelmingly Juju is one of those open players. Yeah, I think yes, yeah. yes. And why? Yeah. Why should anyone hate you for saying that? That is ridiculous. People are such fucking douchebags. Sorry. <laughs> if you if you honestly think he had a bad season, you don't know shit about football. Yes, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be on next week's episode, ladies. Uh, sucks, so I got to get that in there. What does I said? Mark Madden sucks. So oh, I well, there we go. Now that. we're yeah. now we're all we've come full circle. Yeah, but yeah. but that just makes Madden happy. He likes when people I say exactly. he sucks. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's uh, an asshole on the radio. Well, at least according to Chrissy, she says he's a sweetheart in real life. Right, right. Yeah, we got to have Chrissy. Back well, he's now. an asshole on Twitter, too, but, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he plays an asshole on the radio and on Twitter and on TV. That's his persona. It's like a wrestler. Right. The thing that's, uh, that's sad about it is that it plays really well in Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. Right? Oh, it it does. All, we don't need to admit that. It, all, it plays yeah. very well. He's popular as hell. Well, as much as I'd like to keep talking about him, uh, Ellie, thank you very, very much for joining us tonight on the show. And hey, Ian, we, Ian, we, you didn't get any Michigan digs in tonight. Oh, no, I didn't, you're didn't. right. No. Yeah. And, and again, for next week, he, he can save it for next week. Uh, yeah. Well, they had that big dam break in in the state, and you know all those people were homeless. So I felt kind of bad, but I mean, you know, I guess Michigan's used to getting run over. <laughs> All right, that was weak. I mean, come on. No. Uh, anyway, uh, we now. I did notice earlier this week that, that uh, when uh, Mark made an avatar of himself and put it up on Slack, that it was all in khaki. So there was that. There was that. that out. It was gold. Pointed out. It was beautiful. Anyway, Ellie, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we'll let you go back to dog sitting. Um, You were uh, absolutely perfect, and um, we look forward to having you on again. And, uh, well, although the way these two behave, I can understand why you wouldn't. Uh, (laughs) In any case, that's going to do it. Take both of us off and just do the show with you. Honestly, this is exactly how you behave in the Slack conversation and you know what i'm ending it right there because that sums it up perfectly people are always <laughs> surprised when they meet me in real life that i'm just a little bit worse than i am on twitter <laughs> and that's all for tonight on the steel city blitz steelers podcast presented by deck roofing we'll see you next week and don't forget hey go steelers ravens suck ravens suck <laughs> <laughs>